Kurt's got the golden voice, so we got nothing to worry about there. And all right, let's do it if you're ready. You ready? Okay. CCF in depth. How you doing, everybody? My name is George. Hi, guys. I'm Jeff. And I am special guest star Kurt. He decided for himself to be special. We agree. Hurrah. <laughs> hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. We're better now. We are, we are, we are definitely better. We are the three. We're back again, and it feels so good. So this is a special episode of CCF in depth that is uh, essentially our post-game coverage of the uh, CCF's um, classic comics Christmas. And we have the uh, the grand dictator for life of the classic comics Christmas with us. That's, of course, Kurt Mitchell, who's been doing this for... It Was this year 19, man? This was 19 years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. I know it kind of boggles my mind every time I think about it. And I think I first joined the community, like, right after the first one. Like, I just missed it. And I remember I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I missed this awesome thing. And then year two, I was so excited to be part of it. But Kurt, take a moment. Take us through. How did this come to be in the first place? I don't know that story. You know, ever since we decided to do this, I've been trying to remember how I came up with the idea in the first place. And I think I just did it on impulse. We CCF had been there for just about six months or so. And... Uh, we'd, we'd had several conversations about what were your, what was your favorite this, what was your favorite that. And I thought, well, let's, let's do something interesting that would involve as much of the group as we could. And so I put it together. And if, I'm sure you remember that I, I screwed it up and did it the first year as the 10 days of yes. Christmas <laughs> because I forgot the words to the song. <laughs> I, I never knew them. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I know five golden rings. I got that part down. Everybody knows that part. And the, part, and the partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> I prefer the Brady's myself. I like the Puerto Rican version. That first year that I decided to do it again the next year. And then after that, you know, I people started mentioning it in October. So I knew I, I would have to carry on. Wow. That's awesome. So Kurt, how many people, I'm sorry, how many people participated that first year? I'd have first to look. Year? I would guess probably 20. Wow, that's good. Somewhere in there. For first the, highest year, yeah. ever, the highest we've ever had was 32. So what are some uh, standout memories you have from doing this over 19 years? Moments that stick out in your mind. Oh, gosh. Um, well, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have a good answer because they all kind of blend together after a while. But I have one. Go for it. Go for it. A couple of years ago, I think we had the favorite um, characters. Something favorite like that. Favorite, favorite character. Like a favorite character. Oh, yes. And and you picked Pig Iron. Oh, that was favorite costume design. 
okay, you pick pig iron and, and it fried my computer. You had to take it to the shop and everything. <laughs> I, uh, pig iron? <laughs> you I broke the internet, man. <laughs> you know? Well, once in a while, you got to shake things up, you know, come come up with something that nobody's expecting. Unless somebody like beats you to Bizarro World. Yeah, that really comes <laughs> <bummed me> out. <laughs> Stole my thunder. You know, you know that that is something that's weird that you think like when you put your list together, usually you go from 12 to one. Number one is the best. The one you think is really great, unbelievable. And like that's happened to me a few times where like my top two or three, I'm, I'm like, wait till they see this. And somebody like picks the 12. And yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know? And that's probably happened over to my four pick. or five times over the years. Wow. I mean, it just points out some things are really special to people and other, to other people is nothing. It's not, nothing really special. I, that's I have, what always really amazes me about this event is seeing just how wide the spread of tastes are. Oh, yeah. With this group. I've learned never to anticipate, never to choose pieces just because I think they're going to shock somebody because it's always surprising to me what surprises people. And it's always yes. surprising to me what does not. <laughs> I don't know why I, I had this delusion this year that I was going to be super original picking a Legion of Superheroes. Are you kidding me? I don't know <laughs> I why. I haven't I've, counted it up yet, but I'm pretty sure that's the one that got the most number one votes. Right? I, I thought I was being clever. I'm like, no one's going to think of them as a spinoff. And never underestimate this community, right? Nope. <laughs> well, Legion got about it got eight volts to my county, but they will be uh, interesting if you if you give it right. a, a pointing a point system like number one gets ten points like that. It might went went out there. But I, I have to say that my favorite thing about this every single year is just the sheer breadth of selection and the number of things I've learned about by doing this. I I have bought countless runs because I've seen them mentioned here. And um, just in the past year, I started um, amassing my collection of, uh, of Herbie Popnicker, which uh, Popnecker, which came up on here a few times. And I'm still, Kurt, this is what, four years or five years later, I'm still trying to find those darn Andy Panda issues you wrote about. Which? The, the Andy Pandas where he kind of like goes off on his own and it gets uh, a little more oh, serious. Yes. Yeah, I've been looking everywhere and they're impossible to find. Well, yeah, because they're early golden age, for one thing. Right. And and also because you're not going to find dealers who specialize in Andy Panda. No, uh, I do. I do end up uh, <laughs> looking for things that get recommended on these on these events. Uh, this year, I've got an order out on uh, for uh, Lone Star for the four-issue Elongated Man miniseries that oh. somebody posted about. Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. I've done, I've done that a a couple of times over the years where somebody's recommended something that I didn't even know existed and I go, oh, I've, I've got to have that. I've got mine for this year, but I, I think we're going to get to it a little bit later on in the uh, episode. I don't want to spoil it yet, but uh, I, did, I have my homework to check out for sure. All right. So um, let's talk about the topic itself, um, which is one thing leads to another, your 12 favorite spinoff series. This is definitely, Kurt, one of your stranger assignments you've had for us. Definitely wouldn't have seen this one coming. I think you mentioned the idea came from your niece. Yes, it did. My niece is a, is a is a uh, also a major league comic book collector. In fact, she's she's got a bunch of runs that were originally in my collection that I gave her when I was thinning the herd. That's awesome. Are you the reason yeah. that she's a huge comic book collector? Yep. That's awesome. Yep. 
She's been into it since she was since she was old enough to read. Wow. Why can't I have that what influence on my kids? What uh, she she's she's really into the EC horror books. Good, good, good taste. Oh wow. That's, yep. She's too young for that. Well, she's almost 40. Oh, she's not too young for that. Yeah. She's too young for that. I'm 44. She's too young for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's funny. I You know, I, I'm not sure I ever read EC books. I bought a few reprint. I, I didn't think much of it. Maybe I read the wrong ones. I don't know. Well, I'm not a big fan of them myself. The only ones I really like are uh, uh, Two-Fisted Tales and Frontline Combat, hmm. which are um, the two that are edited by Harvey Kurtzman instead of Will Elder. And I would imagine that, that, I'm sorry, I'm, I would imagine they're very dated. Uh, those two actually aren't terribly because they're all historical for the most part. Hmm. I mean, I'm, in, in general, the EC books. Oh, in general? Yeah, especially the, the, the Will Elder books. The Kurtzman books tend to be a little fresher. I always think it's unique and interesting. I, I love reading horror anthology titles of any kind because in this age where you'll have a tired franchise rehashing the same plot points and the same character arcs again and again and taking eight issues to wrap up one storyline, you've got these writers who are generating new characters and, and new context, you know, four or five of them an issue. And they're somewhat recycled always, but it's still a little bit more fresh, a little bit more unique. And um, I, EC in particular, what I always love about them is how they alternate between so predictable and then catching you off guard and throwing you a total curveball. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes predictability can be a weapon and they used it well. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's definitely not the topic this uh, for this episode. Um, got me going tangential there, but so tell me a little bit about the conversation deciding to do spinoffs and, um, in hindsight, how you feel the assignment went, Kurt? I think it went really well, better than I expected, actually. Um, when I, when she first suggested it, cause I was, we were talking, it was just before I, cause this was like two days before I was due to, to post the, the advanced warning thread. And I was, I was, had my head set on, uh, 12 favorite logos Oh, which uh, I may still use one of these days. Um, and then she, we were talking and I forget what what series we were talking about, uh, apropos of nothing. And uh, I said, you know, I, I just I've got this topic in mind, but I don't really like it. But I'm kind of running out of ideas. And she said, well, why don't you do spinoff series? And. And the, the light went on and I went, oh, that's a great topic because there's so many out there. Of course. And, and I think uh, in the, Marvel, the almost said it, I knew that's what I was going to do. That's amazing. And it was probably the first time I've ever had a topic come up where I didn't automatically know what my most of my picks were going to be. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, Kurt, I, I got a question. If it, if it was so easy and whatever, how come so many people have trouble with it? I don't think the first time around I really explained it very well, and then I, I modified it a bit to clear it up. Okay. Um, I mean, it just seemed then, like, you know. It felt like a think tank to me. I, I saw, what I saw was Kurt began with the with the germ of an idea, and as the conversation went back and forth, essentially, the idea clarified and crystallized. And I actually find that more exciting. I, I enjoy when we, I, 
Kurt calls it rule lawyering, but I, I like that back and forth of deciding what are the exceptions, what are the limits, how far does this go? And it's just fun seeing an idea take shape. And I think ultimately the people who had the most problem with it got the most into it by the end, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. And I actually, that's why I always leave that, that first week open to debate how we want to define the topic. Because often people have better ideas than I had. And uh, I have no, no problem incorporating other people's ideas into the, into the event. I think sometimes that's my favorite part of the actual um, event itself is discussing the uh, the circumstances behind it and the uh, what clarif- what what the exceptions are, how it works, how it doesn't work. That's fascinating to me. I love being part of that. Yeah, I enjoy that part of it. Um, sometimes I'm I'm disappointed sometimes when uh, it we get one uh, get a topic in there and and everybody already knows right up front exactly what it means and and there really isn't any debate because you know there's no no wiggle room in the in the definition right has, uh, that, has that ever happened it seems like the lawyering lawyering part is you know it lasts quite a while um yeah i think that I, i'd have to have the list of, of all the events in front of me which i don't um, but i'm sure there's been at least three or four years where it was pretty straightforward and didn't get a lot of argument or debate and I think sometimes the the learning and the discussing actually happens once we're a few days into it too. Like I, I think it was, I, I think it was year two when we did um, multimedia adaptations. That was, year three. that was year three. Okay, uh, it seems so straightforward. And then I started seeing people post things. I was like, oh, it never even occurred to me that could be eligible. And it went in so many ways I hadn't even imagined because I was thinking straight from comic book to movie, straight from comic book to movie. And there were so many other ways people were interpreting that. It was it was a lot of fun. I know. People started posting things like songs, which never never crossed my mind. Right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That was that might have been my favorite year. That might have been. That's when we did twice, although the second time we we limited it to movies and TV shows. Right. And I think it was a little I enjoyed it the second time too, but by then the Marvel Cinematic Universe had sort of come to dominate. And I felt like that was it took out some of the guesswork and surprise in front of it. Whereas the yeah. first time around it was still new and, oh my gosh, I love reliving these. Yeah, they're fun. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got most of them on my computer, at least my part of them going back well, all the way back to the start of, of CCF. But uh, unfortunately those first CBR years are lost. Not entirely. I have some of them. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, bits and pieces of them, at least. Good. I tried um back, back when CBR. You them. It's not that easy. Back when CBR was ready to, you know, show us the, the door, um, I got some software that basically took snapshots of portions of the website to try and save as much as I could. And the problem is it looks like a complete website, but then you click on the individual thread and it's missing most of it. Uh, so I, I have bits and pieces of them all, but not the whole thing. That's too bad. Yeah, there were some really good, really good selections and discussions in those early ones. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to this one. Um, talking okay. about spinoffs, um, which ones, what choices were totally, you knew they were going to come up. You knew they were going to be present. You knew people were going to talk about them a lot. Uh, you asking me specifically or? We'll start with you, Kurt. Well, let's see. The most obvious one was there was no doubt in my mind that Rags was going to pick the Punisher as her number one. 
<laughs> I saw that coming a mile. <laughs> right. But uh, a lot of them, I, the ones that I thought were, were pretty obvious were um, Howard the Duck, um, the various bat characters. Um, I'm surprised nobody picked Man Bat, but I guess that's because he only had a two-issue series. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the reason, sure. I thought the Archie characters would pop up more than they did. I have learned not to criticize Man Bat anymore after our uh, Halloween episode, so I would be silent about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that would have broke the internet, too, if somebody picked Man Bat. Jughead got a lot of love. Kurt, uh, three different people chose him at least. Uh, four, actually. I did. I chose him too. I forgot. Who's that? Jughead. Oh, Jughead. Actually, he came up five times. Yeah. Okay. Five. And Kevin Keller came up, and um, Cheryl Blossom came up. Betty, Betty came Cooper. up. Veronica came up. Yep. They were represented pretty well. They were. Um, that was one of the things that impressed me this year was this year we had more, although Marvel and DC predominated as always, um, we had a much bigger spread of, uh, selections from other companies this yes. year. I think, Absolutely. I think third place went to Fantagraphics this year. Oh, because oh, wow. of all the choices uh, that were made over the, um, Hernandez brothers, right? Right. Yeah. As well as, as well as Peter Bang. Mm-hmm. I find that funny. You say all the choices, but again, I charted some of the, some of uh, you know the, the entries and Dupip. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Dupipper? How do how do you pronounce that name? Dupipar? Yeah. Dupipar? Is that how you say it? I, I don't. It's funny how I always hear these names in my head, and then I try to actually read them. I always heard it in my head as uh, Dupip. Dupib, I think is how I always said it in my head, and that's totally not what it is. Dupipar. Dupipar. It's funny, we talk to these people for years, we see their names all the time, we never actually have to say them out loud. Yeah, it's like uh, T-H-W-T Guardian. Yeah, I just always say the I, word Guardian in my head. Is that what it's you know, supposed to be? I, I've never have been able to figure that one out. I think so. I used to say, what the hell, Guardian, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know. Just why, to get back to what I was saying, Dupipper picked, in, well, now, in, in, of his 12 picks, he picked uh, like Love and Rockets or uh, related uh, uh, spinoffs, like five, like four times. I actually yeah. had him on my list as, as uh, things that surprised me in a good way. Um, he went with Wonelli, Penny Century, and Fritz and Petra. And having only read the first five volumes of Love and Rockets and nothing else, I'm actually kind of really psyched to get to those now. Like that's a reading assignment I want to follow up on. Yeah, me well, too. You, forgot, you also forgot something called Measles. Oh, I missed that's Measles. Also, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Love and Rocket, but. My, my, I was thinking, again, I, you know, again, I'm not a lawyer. I, I'm just, I just, I just roll with the waves. But I'm thinking, well, is it really a spinoff? Because the way he described Will Nelly was that one of the characters, I think Maggie, went to visit people, and they wanted to continue wrestling or something like that. And I'm just wondering whether two people that were wrestling ever introduced before. Well, yes, yeah, so, they were. Is that a spinoff? Yes, they were. Yes, um, they were. You, Earlier yeah. on in Love and Rockets, they give a whole backstory on um, at least two major wrestling characters who are antagonists. And um, it's it's actually really compelling. And furthering on that story actually really intrigues me because that was, I, I, we talked about this in, in the forum. It's funny, Love and Rockets is so well done and so memorable. And I don't know why I'm never excited to read more of it. But when I think back on that subplot, I was so into it. Hmm. 
So anyway, well, I mean, it would have helped. It would have helped if, like, when it, whenever somebody described who they were spinning off, where they clarify, well, this is where they started, this is what they were, and this is the spinoff. You know, instead of just launching into the current book. I mean, I was a little confused. Maybe it was my reading comprehension, but I just didn't get it. That's just passion, my friend. That's passion. Yeah. All right. And it wasn't cool. just, do, I'm going to say, do Pipper? Because it sounds like do Bip, do Bipper, do Bipper. Do Bipper. Do Bipper. Okay. I'm going to get this right eventually. But also, um, Commandy and Berkeley also went with um, spinoffs coming from Love and Rockets, too. So it yep. was it was several people. Yeah. In fact, I mean, I but think it's more than that. I think Berkeley, Berkeley uh, listed a couple, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that of all of them, of, of let's say they was picked seven times, he picked them five. So I'm like, okay. yeah. That's passion, man. Like, like Love Rockets. I that's think passion. probably half of his choices were Fantagraphics books. And I, I honestly think that's part of the appeal of Love and Rockets is that they're full of so many different characters and stories that all could spin off in their own directions. And it's yep. not overlap at all. Um, Penny Century and Wonelli, without ever having read either one, Having read those characters in the original volumes, I can tell you those stories were going to have completely different vibes. Yeah. I actually have the Penny Century miniseries, and the only thing I remember is, you know, how, how nice the women look. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. All right, so other other um, titles that we anticipated, that we expected. Oh, let's see. I expected Black Panther. I expected Adam Warlock. Um, a lot of the Marvel stuff that came up from the 70s didn't mm -hmm. surprise me at all. Um, Wolverine was certainly a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. Some of, the, some of the DC stuff, I expected the Legion to come up. That didn't surprise me. Surprised me. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that you're the only one who actually named the Teen Titans. Yeah, that surprised me too. You went with Kid Flash, and yeah. I think that was the. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of love for Robin, but other Jeff, than you that, cheated. Jeff, you cheated. Okay. And Teen Titans is the cheat. How? You can't pull out five sidekicks and say, "Yeah, that's that's a spinoff." Why not? They, I, I to me that's cheating. Why? Because they, because you're putting the team should have been original, like like Thunderbolts. That was original. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't pick Avengers. That could have been a spinoff. Well, that's cheating. No, that's cheating. Teen Titans was a spinoff of the Brave and Bold issue that teamed Robin, Kid Flash, and Aqualad. Thank you. And on top, well, it of, can't be a spin. Uh, uh, that's why on, I counted it. That, that's on, why I counted it on. and didn't disqualify it. Hold on there, Skippy. It can't be a spinoff if the very first story already included them in intact. Wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Last episode, I was Skippy, and now I'm a little jealous that he's Skippy. <laughs> What's going on here, George? <laughs> so no, Brave and the Bold, number 54, they are never called the Teen Titans. They aren't their own team. They're meeting for the first time, and it's not till Teen Titan, uh, sorry, Brave and the Bold, number 60, where they go back and retroactively say, oh yeah, right after that story, we decided to form a team. You're a cheater, Jeff. No, I'm nope. not. And honestly, <laughs> in my own mindset beyond that. It's legit. I would have disqualified it if I didn't think so. Yeah, and Robin, I think Aqualad, I, and Kid Flash are all spinning off from those own titles as well. It was actually... I think the, I, I think the fix is in. But, well, I, I okay. did I did slip a, a nice, you know, 15 cents to uh, Kirk before this. 
It was what I had. <laughs> it's on its way, huh? I was going to buy myself. Cents can't even buy fourteen cents. I was checks in the mail. I was going to buy myself a nice comic book and then realized I was living in the wrong decade. So. <laughs> well, you go have that McScrooge Duck book that I ripped up. Yeah. I... So anyway, first appearance of magic and dispel. My gosh, man. But um, George, how about you? What did you expect on this list? What was not surprising for you? Well, uh, Wolverine. Uh, you know, the, Uncle McScrooge. I don't know that character, but I mean, I know. I don't know who Uncle McScrooge is either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I never read until until you, you kind of yelled at me and told me I should read it. So, but I, I you know, that that kind of surprised me. But I mean, I don't, I don't. I generally have disdain for like funny animal comics, so I, I don't. Re that's not really my thing. I, I expect the Silver Surfer, Warlock. The thing I like about Warlock, I, I, he's actually one of my picks, is that he has different iterations. You know, I, I picked the the Gil Kane, Roy Thomas run. But You're the only one. one. You're the only one. I'm who the only one. Everybody else voted for the Starlin version. I actually That's was true. so close to choosing the Gil Kane version. It was um, it was one of my runner-ups. It was like number thirteen or fourteen. I, I, don't, like, I, like, I don't like either version. So <laughs> I like I like the concept of Counter Earth. It wasn't handled well because they kept rotating the writers afterwards. And Adam Warlock was not a very well-developed character, but the premise itself was cool. Mm -hmm. And I love the yeah, High I Evolutionary. Mean, it was bi-monthly fighting cancellation the whole way. So I guess that's what that's the way, the way you get treated. And it got yeah, weird. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so twice, anyway, actually, yeah. But... Howard the Duck, I totally expected. And that that whole thing about Howard the Duck is a miracle. Because, I mean, originally he appears in like two panels. Right? Yeah. He's like walking through a swamp. Yeah. And he makes a couple of wisecracks. And bam, the next thing you know, he's like the hottest character on the planet. That, I... that was really a, a weird circumstance. Yeah, and that couldn't have happened any other time in Marvel's history than when it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim yeah, Shooter so, never would have allowed that, George. Nope. <laughs> yeah, well, look, you know, I mean, nice things. You know, you love to bring up Jim Shooter, but anyway. Well, I, I'm so actually, Panther, I, at this point, it's it's a dare for myself. I'm trying to see, can we work his name into every single episode is my new goal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's, there's also Red Sonia I expected to appear. And, and she was, but you know, kind of shocked me, again, kind of broke my internet, was that Red Sonia must have been picked about, I, I don't know, I want to say about seven times, somewhere around there. Eight and, times. And, okay, eight times. And Rockford Raider, who actually did a podcast about Red Sonia, didn't pick her at all. I was like, huh? You know, that, that one surprised me. So, yeah, so that. Uh, I'll tell you what kind of surprised me on the other way that, that, that uh, well, actually, uh, Dr. Doom got about five votes itself. Yes. And that was a yeah. little surprising because I, he didn't really get a book until later on. You talk about lawyering, George. I, I personally don't know how I feel about villains counting for spinoffs because um, we had Dr. Doom. We had Joker got it. Um, there was some other villain, too. I can't think of who it was. Um, Thanos. They had... Thanos, yes. I just, yeah, I. The, the, there was and, also. Uh, Deathstroke. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, but he was more of an anti hero. Well, Superior Foes of Spider Man, that was like a, a villain book. Mm -hmm, that's true. That was, one right? I, so, that was one I'd never even heard of. Yeah, that was weird. So, yeah, that. Uh, thinking about what kind of surprised me that I, I tell you, I, I mentioned in the forum. Oh, that, before you go to surprises, I got to say ones that I expected. 
Oh, okay. I thought we would. Yeah. Go, okay, go. go for it. Uh, you guys covered most of them. Um, you know, I expected, for example, the uh, the female um, counterparts, you know, your Batgirls, your Supergirls, your Mary Marvels. Um, one that I expected, but I'm still not sure I feel about is Death. Um, I knew she was going to dominate because people love that character. I've never read Death's own series because it always seemed to me she worked better as a supporting character. And I'm actually curious, have either of you ever actually read a Death comic? I have not. I have. Any good? Yeah, they're, pretty, they're decent. I wasn't I, a big fan for Neil Gaiman or any of the Sa- uh, Sandman books. I read them. I thought they were okay. Really? I don't. I, I didn't get bowled over like most people did. The yeah, I got to say, I really didn't okay. either. I, I mean, I love that series. I love Death in that series. I, I think um, Death's first issue is still one of the greatest issues that run and one of the greatest standalone comics in the 1990s. I just can't imagine Death as her own protagonist, so I've never sought them out. But she certainly got a lot of love in this event, so... Maybe I need to. And the other one that I thought was interesting, I I sort of expected and also didn't, was um, Dick Grayson. Because it didn't occur to me that he'd be nominated both as Nightwing and as Robin. And I found that very interesting. And I loved what Prince Hal wrote about him as Robin, because that's how I feel about the character. But we had people who wrote about him as Nightwing, too, and him coming into his own identity. And anyway, I just, you know, he's one of my favorite characters of all time. It was nice to see him get a lot of love. Hmm. Well, you All picked right. him for Teen Titans and you cheated. So. <laughs> Jim Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kurt, let's start with you. Surprises for you. Uh, well, Dubip got the, the big surprise for me this year for Wendy the Good Witch. That was a great one. That was a wonderful choice. And it, it dawned on me after I saw it, oh, man, there's so many things, that, so many characters that could have been listed that spun off of Casper. You know, they could have done Spooky or Nightmare or the Ghostly Trio. Yeah. By the way, along those lines, Slam Bradley choosing Tubby for Little Lulu. That was brilliant. That, that yes. was the next one I was going to mention. Loved it. I did too. And uh, Fat Freddy's Cat. That got picked twice. Yes, it did. And it would have gotten picked three times if I'd have thought of it before I had my list finalized. <laughs> so those those are those are my three most surprised Good choices all around. Uh, also, the Smurfs. Yes, I was going to go there. Kurt, I have to interrupt you. Wendy wasn't picked by Dupipper. He was picked by Farrar. I think we just like saying Dupipper at this point, or Dupipper. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> it's a contingent. I don't have the list, no, we, have the list in front I of I want to keep saying right. the name. <laughs> we can see Dupipper, yeah. <laughs> the way you say it, it, sound, it has such a flow and musicality to it. He sounds like he's a pepper, but um, maybe maybe he's one of the pips. Oh, there you go. But yeah, the Smurfs choice was a great one because I didn't know the origin of the Smurfs till I read Roquefort Raiders right up. Did you? I did, but I'd forgotten. I had no idea. I didn't know I they were comic just, characters. Yeah, I thought it was just a cartoon. I first I first heard of them way back when uh, Maurice Horn published his World Encyclopedia of Comics, which was in the mid seventies. Right. So long before any of the cartoons came along. I, I had the um I had the, the translated for English, I guess, um special of the, the magic flute or whatever that cartoon was they debuted in. But I had no idea that its origins were in comic books. And it was a French comic, right? Yeah, Belgian. Yeah. Belgian. Oh, okay. Subtle difference, but important. It, very much so. And I the big thing is I learned something that was new and excited me and 
man, that's one of my favorite things about these events is experiencing things I've never experienced before. And Rogue Fruit Raider always brings that to the table. I'm glad he chose that instead of Red Sonia. I was surprised that there were no manga listed this year. Because there's always two or three. Hmm, you're right. I, I guess that gets us into a whole debate that we've had several times about our and, manga. And, and there were no British characters. Uh, one person tried to vote for Judge Dredd but got disqualified, and that was the only British character that God mentioned. Hmm. That's interesting, so too. A very America-centric uh, event this year. Yeah. No Tintin. Well, Tintin didn't really spawn any spinoffs, did he? I don't think so. Well, hmm. that's why there was no Tintin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought there'd be more duck characters, actually. Um, cause he could have listed Gyro Gearless or the Beagle Boys or And my duck. I'm very glad they didn't, actually. <laughs> or Daisy. Um, yep. I think we all know those books are much more hit or miss. Yeah, they are. I, I was so afraid when George told me that he uh bought a bunch of um, you know, of the old ducks comics to read. I was afraid they were all grandma duck, and I'm like, we're done. He'll never trust us again. <laughs> well, yeah, plus if, if they're not by Barks or Rosa. You're you're really taking a taking a shot at whether they're going to be any good or not. This is well, true. Well, Jeff, I I already don't trust you. You told me to be Cerebus. You told me it was good. Yeah, it's true. It's a sleeping <laughs> pill, man. I, I gotta it's agree. With, I gotta agree with you on that one. I I do not like Cerebus. They have to rush me to the hospital because I was in a coma. <laughs> I'm not going to try to win you over on that one. I, I, I've tried. I failed. I I think Cerebus is brilliant, but maybe it's just not for everybody. Well, I think that's basically it. Just the same way that some people just can't wrap their heads around Love and Rockets. Mm -hmm. I actually have Love and Rockets. I have the actual first issue. Uh, my brother bought it and I swiped it from him. But I got that and I bought a few things. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it isn't. it doesn't follow issue to issue. It's just like slices of life. And I like something a little more structured. That's, that's what issue I like follows about the next. Well, what? I, at least in the early volumes, I feel like Jamie is more linear. Is it Jamie or is it Jaime? Jaime. Jaime. My apologies. I think Jaime's a little more linear and Gilbert's a little bit more over, over the place because he has more characters and a larger scope of what he wants to tell. At least that was my take on it. Mm. And silence. Cool. <laughs> All right. So, George, what surprised you? Well, there's a lot of surprises and there's a couple of questions. First of all, Kurt... When you say spinoff, you meant a character, correct? No, I meant a series. I know, but I had to spin from something. So it could spin from any source, any concept? Or was any, it, I, it, I thought it was a spinoff character. As long as the subject of the series first appeared in somebody else's series. Uh, okay, because I was a little confused by Tales of Asgard and Gotham Central. I'm like, it's a city. I mean... It's not even a character. I I, I don't know. I, I I get the love for Tales of Asgard, and I hear that Gotham Central is really good, but I mean I don't know. Can you spin off like Eighth Street? You know, they mentioned Eighth 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 and Second Avenue. Can you make yes? A but that's because you're that? thinking in terms of characters, and we weren't talking about characters. We were talking uh, about series. I would okay. also argue that Gotham Central is essentially a team book. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's a cast of it's an ensemble cast of characters. Same with BPRD. Right, as is Tales of Asgard as well. Fair enough. So anyway, what, I, what this surprised me 
besides those questions is somebody said somebody put man eating cow <laughs> is that i mean that's in bone i thought that was from flaming carrot no that's from tick oh okay yeah, yes. it's from the tick the tick i knew it was yeah. one of those yeah could you imagine? It almost makes me want to get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly curious. Yeah, there, there yeah, was a, you know. There was so much weird, cool stuff around that time period. Like I've still never read Madman yet. I have a, I have a, a Madman. I have a couple of the Madman uh, trades, and I love it. I love the artwork have, for sure. Well, that's that's I what originals. I love the most about it. But yeah, I have the originals, but I mean, I only like the art. The, the story, I'm just like, I don't even know what's happening. You know, I don't know. So anyway, there was a couple other things that kind of uh, silver. Somebody picked silver sable, and I'm oh my, like, I wanted to talk about that one for sure. That broke the internet. I'm like silver <laughs> sable, but you know what? Who picked it? Not to beat him up. I like the guy. The guy who picked it was uh, Foxley, and Foxley likes the ladies. Okay, because his his whole it, both of us this dealt with like you know. Yeah, I think I think nine of his twelve were were <laughs> female characters. I mean, he just, had Batwoman, Black Black Canary, Red Sonia, Catwoman, Lady Rawhide. I mean, I'm like, yikes! Yeah, says the guy who picked Glory. <laughs> yeah, baby, you know. <laughs> wow! You okay, should have known we were going to bust you up for that one. <laughs> you know what? I did pick Glory because. She's done, she's Wonder Woman done right. Oh, okay, <laughs> take that, take that uh, where you want want it to go. But anyway, that's some one other thing. We I'm have gonna... very different definitions of done right. I actually I was reading a review the other uh, not a review an article the other day that said that um George Perez in his deathbed his final words actually were I wish I'd written her more like Glory. You lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I I didn't hear that. I heard him say. I heard that the final words were Jim Shooter was right, but I don't. You know, it's all up for debate. Oh my anyway, God. there's one. There's one other thing that kind of like uh, twisted me around a little bit. Somebody used a uh, used a watcher as one of their picks. Two and people did. Oh yeah, two people did. He yeah, had the what? But he's a narrator. He had an I mean, ongoing he, feature. He did it. Not really. All he did was narrate stories. He no, actually, in the original Tales of the Watchers series, he is the actual central antagonist or protagonist of the story in in a, probably three or four episodes. Hmm. Oh, you mean, you know, he interferes, something bad happens. That, that no, it's of... actually happening to him. Oh, okay. Well, and besides, of my ignorance. It still is about uh, the franchise, not the individual characters. So, right. Tales of the Watcher backup was phenomenal. I really enjoyed reading that. Plus, what if? I mean, one person voted for that, and one person voted for what if. Right. Well, the what if entry, you know, again, not bashing my fellow CCFers, but, you know, he's just narrating. So, I don't know how how exciting a pivotal character he was in that series. He doesn't, have, anyway. a, doesn't have the exciting assets of glory. That was a good book, man. I love the way he starts out with, I'm not bashing my fellow CCFers, but... But! <laughs> you know what? I do like the uniqueness of some of the picks. Somebody picked Forceworks. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, that was a Wildfire. Wildfire 2099. Yeah, and I, he, picked, I the... he picked a bunch of team spinoffs. He picked New Warriors twice. 
I called I called him out on it, but he doesn't realize that I just ordered away for the last two issues on Force Wicks that I needed. So I was in more tongue in cheek, you know. I, I I like these weird picks, you know. You never know what what the favorite book of somebody is. Yeah, and that's somebody right. else picked somebody else picked Hate. The book Hate. Yep. I think I read one of those, uh, you know, underground books. Interesting. So uh, my surprises. Um, first of all, I got to give it up to uh, Paul Rua for going with No Man. Because as much as uh, when I reviewed Thunder Agents from the beginning, it was painful. That no, was great. No that Man was is great pick. <laughs> such a cool concept. And I'm still waiting for someone to get their hands on that property and do it justice. Because he's a fascinating character. And I was really glad to see him get recognized. I did not see that coming at all. And then, um, exactly. it's no glory, though. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the uh, the the physical assets, maybe, of glory that make you so happy, George. But not just me, Foxley, too. Hey, Foxley, <laughs> pick up glory. I actually number two for me was Silver Sable, um, because back in the 1990s, when I was a stupid kid and you know was buying whatever looked cool and didn't know any better. I remember buying Silver Sable in the Wild Pack number one just because it had a cool foil cover. And I distinctly remember this moment in my growing up as a comic book collector, going back into my collection in college, seeing that comic and going, what the hell is this crap? Why do I own this? And then taking a <laughs> bunch of my comics and for the first time ever, sort of like combing out the books I didn't really need and getting rid of them. And, you know, it, I guess it's another stage of my evolving as a comic book fan that now I'm asking myself, wait, I never even read that comic. I, I judge that based on the cover. Maybe there is some quality in it. Maybe I need to read it after all. Uh, because I truly, after all this time, have no idea what happened between the front and back cover with that issue. And then my third good thing. Maybe. Who knows? Well, well but, when, when, remind me when we when we sign off, guys, I've already decided on next year's topic, and I'm not going to say it here on the air, but I, I will tell you what it is when we go off. Ooh. It's related to what we're talking about. Inside That's a exciting. training, baby. I love the privilege that comes with this podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and then my third, my my best choice, my my number one biggest surprise goes out to the White Guardian, who picked. I hope I'm going to say this right, Marsupalami. And yeah. when he, when he was writing about this, he talked about. I think this is a phrase that gets overused sometimes: the Mandela effect. That he thought maybe he remembered this character from his childhood, but maybe he just dreamed it up. And that was exactly my experience when I saw that cover. I'm like, holy crap, that character's real? Like somewhere in the back of my mind, he was in my childhood, but I couldn't tell you where. And now I really want to read this comic. And it was just, it was a very cool and almost emotional experience seeing that cover, reading that write up. And it excited me tremendously and was an absolute highlight of this event for me. So thanks, The White Guardian. I appreciate you. You mean the what the hell, Guardian? The what the hell guardian? Well, he doesn't have pepper in the name. What can I say? <laughs> ah, so yeah, it sounds like um, I, I mean that's the fun of it. We knew a lot of what we're going to get going in. I don't think we knew exactly how much of each one was going to be said. Kurt, did you want to share who the winners were? Or are you saving that for your big post later on? Uh, I can I can tell you the, the, it was a tie between the Black Panther and Uncle Scrooge. Good choices. And then second place was. Hang on a second, guys. Sure. Give me one second here. You got it. It's actually funny. Wolverine has seven, had seven votes. And I'm more liable to think Legion was like right there. I was wondering about that myself. 
But I'll tell you, I'm glad that Scourge and Black Panther made number one because those are both runs I love and that I discovered because of this community. I have Howard okay. the Duck at, not, at nine votes. Uh, that's and, true. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Howard the Duck came in second with nine votes, and third place was a tie between the Legion and Red Sonia. Okay. There you go. That they got sense. eight votes each. Ralph Raider, shame on you for not voting for Red Sonia. Hey, he picked the Smurfs. That was cool. Yeah. I got to give it up to him for that. And only one vote for Marsupalami. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and once again this year, a couple of people posted where I ended up having to give half votes. Oh, how did that oh, work? For characters. Uh, one person voted for Galactus and the Silver Surfer. That was me. <laughs> so I had to give Silver Surfer a half vote there and Galactus a half vote. And then uh, somebody else picked Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Mm -hmm. So I had to give Wolverine. That's why both Silver Surfer and Wolverine come in in fifth place with six and a half votes each. Well, how do you divide up Teen Titans? That's one vote. Shouldn't it be a quarter vote? No, because it's a team. <laughs> well, Kitty Pride and Wolverine, they were like a team. They were, no, what? They were close. What? No, they weren't a team. They were co-stars. <laughs> what? There's a difference. Oh, George. Too much lawyering, man. Oh, George. Lawyering <laughs> I hate you okay, can't stand how, the heat. Okay, how about this, Kurt? Somebody pick Robot Man and Negative Man. Yep, they as, did. As backups. I mean, how do you reconcile that? Uh, because it was, a, it was a backup series, the origins of the Doom Patrol. But how could he pick both of them for the same pick? Because it was... They were both parts. They were different parts of the same series. Okay, you're the man. You know, you I, decide. I found a way to make George Moore happy. I'm going to change all of my picks right now to Jim Shooter. <laughs> I'm always happy, Jeff. I'm happy to get to talk to you. Okay, how about this, Kurt? Somebody picked Fantastic Four. They had Ant Man, oh, She Hulk. No, they Medusa. picked FF, which was a spinoff of Fantastic Four. That is the Fantastic Four. That's not a spinoff. That was them. They took over for what for them when they went back in time or something in that book. So well, I, I, I thought I'd take your word for it because that's well beyond the point where I was. I mean, you know, you you're the boss, so you decide what works and what doesn't work. I'm just well, saying. I have right? to take a certain amount of it on faith, you know, when it comes to anything published after about 1986. Okay. So like yeah. you know, I kind of put people on the honor system. I like the other system. It works for me. And before we sign off, I just want to say something to Slam Bradley. Oh, no. Slam, your, your secret is out. You really like Superman. Because you picked <laughs> Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug is a Superman character. He originated DC Presents 52, and, he, and all the other appearances he made before that miniseries was Action Comics, Superman. So don't ever tell me you don't like Superman, okay? Don't ever tell me you don't ever say, oh, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman, because I know you do. George, I'm starting to think that you are the uh, the old guy in the community who sits on the front porch in the rocking chair and tells the kids to get off the grass. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a pleasure. Kurt, thanks for taking time to join us again with all the tabulating you're doing right now. Oh, no and problem at all. We should, we should have, I should have the uh, final results up by midweek. Can't wait. And George, thanks as always for being my partner in crime and uh, for saying all the crazy fun stuff that makes us entertaining. I appreciate you. 
Now, hold on. I didn't say anything funny or crazy. I, I just told you the truth. <laughs> one man's truth, right? Well, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna one, man, one man's truth is everybody else's crazy. <laughs> and George is or my kind of crazy. Or, may, or maybe I'm right and you're wrong. Or maybe George is our madman. <laughs> <laughs> nice heart, man. All right, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Have a fantastic one. And thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank Kurt, thanks for coming by, man. You're always welcome. My pleasure. Anytime. You're the man. We need the, the historian here all the time. The terrible three, man. The terrible three. <laughs> <laughs> the CCF Adept theme song is written, produced, and performed by Paul King. Thanks to Scott Harris King, creator of the original Classic Comics Forum podcast. A massive shout-out to our Patreon supporters who make it all happen, including Bill Sinclair, Marty Golia, Michael Gallagher, Paolo Zikadu, and Tim Schneider. If you'd like to become a member and join the ranks, you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash the Classic Comics Forum. CCF in Depth is produced in association with the Classic Comics Forum. You can find the friendliest comic community on the web at classiccomics.org or look us up on Facebook. See you next time. Comics.org.